We actually have NBA playoffs to talk about, and we don't mean that stupid playing tournament. College basketball loses a legend. That and more. This is the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. Stay tuned. What, what? Welcome, welcome, welcome back once again to the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. This is Chad the Mark with Turbo Tommy and Mr. Brown and Boston Biggie. What the hell's Boston Biggie got to do with anything? I love Bo Pays, but I felt like saying Boston Biggie. This is so random. Like, nobody even knows what's happening here. But, you know, that's what Biggie brings to us. Just the general randomness from time to time that is unexplainable. Just listen to whatever and then Biggie. I'm still just trying to emotionally recover from him assaulting my profession earlier. Yeah. I'm, you I'm, know, I, I should have started it with all due respect. We've had that, that conversation. That doesn't mean you can say whatever you want to say just because you That's exactly that. what it means. It's not, damn it. That's not what it means. That's exactly what it means. Tommy, with all due respect, I just, see, are you ready for me to attack you now? I'm used to being attacked. That is true. We He's old and feeble. Me. What do you expect from hey, the guy? Hey, now, I, we were talking earlier about Tommy and Biggie maybe having a, a 40-yard dash or something like that. I, I'm I'm really thinking that could be like must-see. We could actually make people pay to watch that no, video. We can do that. So, first of all, let's do a tell of the tape. Tommy, Turbo Tommy, age, weight. 57 at 175. Ding. Buffalo Biggie, or whatever your name is. 40. <laughs> 40, 307. <laughs> Ding. <laughs> All right. All right. So, Tommy, how, how comfortable are you fighting out of your weight class? <laughs> that's, a, that's a long ways out of my weight class. It's like a flyweight versus a super heavyweight. Let's be clear, though. He's not fighting. He's not going to get choked out by no. Biggie. All he has to do is beat him in a foot race. I think you can get away from him. But I'm old enough to be his dad. Yeah, but that'd be like a you high school act like dad. my dad most Thursdays. <laughs> After this rank, well, race, you're going to say he's going to be spanked. If we do this and I beat you, I get to headbutt you. Oh, hell. No, 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 no. <laughs> nah, look at the size of his head. You don't want that to happen. But, hey, speaking speaking of uh, people getting aggressive and headbutting or just using their fists, did you see the Mike Tyson thing? I did. I didn't see the lead up. I All I saw was him hitting the guy and the picture of the guy's face afterwards. What I heard was – He'd taken a selfie with a couple of guys, and they wouldn't leave him alone afterwards. Yeah, like I saw the TMZ video where the guy was sitting behind him, and I just kept waiting on Mike to get up and just beat the hell out of him because the guy would not stop. But then, like, we're missing footage. We don't know what happens. The next thing you see is Tyson kind of hitting him with a flurry there. and you know, guys I, read like, hit, I read the guy hit him with a water bottle. I mean, but they don't show you that part. You know what I mean? And, and like Mike is the same guy that didn't somebody pull a gun on him not too long ago and he ended up hugging him. Yeah. Like, so like how, how much of a piece of shit are you to get Mike Tyson to beat you up on an airplane now? A dude that sits there and smokes weed when he does podcasts and interviews. The shrooms, is, man. He's is so tired of you. He eats a lot After of he takes a picture with you, he decides to punch you in the head a few times. No, That's on you. What goes through your mind that's like, well, uh, I think picking a fight with Mike Tyson in the Mile High Club is a good idea. Now his fist is going through his mind. Is yeah. What's like, how I'm going to be famous. It's like, how is this going to end well? <laughs> it doesn't. Yeah. It's like trying to join the Mile High Club. Those bathrooms are too small. It never ends well. Neither is fighting Mike Tyson in the He cabin. got what, Biggie? Fucked up. Exactly. <laughs> he joined the Mile High Club. 
so Mike Tyson, uh, for all, you know, what's funny is we thankfully didn't talk a lot about Chris Rock and Will Smith, but like nobody's really like attacking Tyson over this. Like it wasn't out of line or anything, but the same people would be the ones saying Will Smith was uh, justified. So no, he's still wrong. Chris Rock did the right thing. You're allowed to be a comedian. Mike Tyson's allowed to be on an airplane. And if he takes a selfie with you, consider yourself privileged. And if he whips your ass because you're a piece of shit, then you deserve it. You know what I think of when it comes to the Will Smith thing? If Ricky Gervais or whatever his name is can give that monologue and they'd all go rush the stage and beat the hell out of him, Will Smith can sit down and let him make a joke about your wife. Uh, It's just such a train wreck. But anyway, uh, Mike, we love you, brother. Hopefully, uh, we got to get him on the show. Beat that fool. He deserved it. Dude, he'd sit down here and like just bring shrooms and everything and he'd be, he'd be crazy. Bring your effing tiger. I don't think he has a tiger anymore. Wow. Then it, get, it got out. Rent just one. don't play any <laughs> Phil Collins and we'll all live through the night. Uh, so uh, always, always the fun and, and imaginable things that happen here. But one of the things I wanted to kind of get to right off the bat, we kind of got some breaking news that came out last night. I think it was last night. Came out of nowhere, really. And, and we've gone on record several times and discussed our displ- our displeasure when it comes to the NCAA and the state of affairs, whether it be the transfer portal, the uh, NIL stuff, which we really don't have too much of a problem with, which Oscar Shibway for Kentucky, basically they told him they're going to give him $2 million if he came back. And you're allowed to do that, you know? So cool, whatever. So he's not going to the NBA, which he probably isn't really going to translate well there, but he's back. But, you know, we got the situation. We talk about LSU. They had a coaching change. They have no scholarship players that are coming back. Uh, when you you had the NCAA tournament after a game, the coaches aren't talking about recruiting high school kids. It's about getting to work on the transfer portal. And, and it's just a different climate. So we've lost Roy Williams, Coach K. Uh, I mean, they're, they're, there's guys that are falling off. And did you see Jay freaking Wright being one of those guys at 60 years young? I didn't. Jay Wright retiring to me is this surprising if Bill Self were to announce his retirement. They're in the same age range age range jay wright in the last five years he's been to three final fours he's won two national well, let, titles. let me get you his, his, his program has the most here. tournament wins he's he's won two national titles in 2016 2018 he's made the final four four times uh he's a one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven time conference champion eight times in the big east and then five time won the big east tournament he's a two-time college coach of the year I mean, what can you say about him? Uh, he's he's in the Basketball Hall of Fame. He's got all the hardware. But, like, Coach K was how old? 75. And he's 60. And he's done. And, and tell me I'm wrong when I say it's because of the transfer portal. You're not wrong, so I can't tell you that you are. I think it's because of the whole landscape of college sports today. I think it's the transfer portal where it's so easy, and I also think it's because of the nil, um, because the whole tradition, the game that they're used to playing has changed so much that they don't want to adapt. A lot of the older coaches are struggling with the new structure. Um, we can say all we want that he's retired. You watch and see he's going to the NBA. You think so? Absolutely. I, and Next like, Lakers coach. Like yeah. he, well, do you want that job if you're him? I don't. I don't. Do you watch and see? That's not an appetizing job, but 
Mr. Brown thinks otherwise. No, I'm just saying, he'll be in the NBA within two years. You want to write it down today? I would say he'll take the year off, and then you're probably right. And I'll be honest with you, I haven't even processed it to that point where I thought about, is he going to be in the NBA? You know, I just thought he's going to ride off in the sunset. But then tonight, before we started in the show, when I realized, like, this cat's only 60. So look, look at a dude like uh, Brad Stevens. He had great success in NBA. Yeah, Billy Donovan's had great success in NBA. And now Stevens has moved on to the uh, front office position. So Jay Wright could do similar things because he has that type of resume mm-hmm. and like pedigree with the players where I feel like his pedigree would transition to the NBA style. Um, so let's say he coaches a few years and he might take a front office role. So I think that Jay Wright's skill set transitions well to the pro level. Only whatever he wants to do. You know, he, he's going to be able to do what he wants. I, I think you'd be a fool if you're an NBA team and you had an opportunity to hire him and you didn't at least try to call him. I mean, I got he's going to do what he wants, but obviously he wants something different or he wouldn't have retired because he had one of the best jobs in the country. Yeah, absolutely. So where, if you're leaving Villanova, where are you going to go in college? I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah, you're not going anywhere else in college. So he's going somewhere. He's not done, Coach. So, all right, so no chance he's he's done. Absolutely not. Okay. I mean, you know, he could be like Jim Calhoun and go coach Division Three. You never know. He built a good program <laughs> there. He did the right thing by the players. And he puts guys in the NBA, you know. So, I, like, when you talk about Mr. Brown, him translating to the NBA and, and his skill set, I think it would. Like, he's he's always been a very – ball movement, guard-oriented, you know, type of team, the way they play their offense and whatnot. Like, I could see that working. And there's a reason why his players make it to the league. So, you know, I, well, I'd what like they to would, see it happen. What they would always say about Villanova is that they're the best team in the college basketball about playing off of two feet. And that's about basically playing off what your coach is telling you to do. Yeah. And that's a credit to Jay Wright. You're right at his age. We think about Coach K, 75, Bayham, these older college coaches. Uh, he definitely wants something else, or he thinks that he may want something else. Otherwise, he doesn't resign. All right, so let me change gears here just for a second. Um, Tom Izzo, Bayham, Bob Huggins, Bill Self, Mark Few. How much longer are they going to keep running? Well, you have about a two-year window for Bayheim and Huggins at the most. Uh, Mark Few, I, I feel like he could coach another 10 years. He's going to coach until he gets a title. It, it, Tom Izzo Bill has Self? that title. He's got five years at most. You say Self's got five years? Izzo. Izzo. Oh, Izzo. I think Self goes as long as he wants. Se- self yeah. and Few, I think, I think the same, self, right? Like, yeah. Self is the next Coach K where he's 75, and you're like, oh, he's retiring. Too bad. They're in the Final Four. Self is that guy. Yeah, I agree with that. He's the modern-day Coach K. Yep. He's the son of a coach. That's all he knows. I would not be surprised if Izzo goes past this year. Really? You think he's to that point where he's ready to be done? Izzo's that guy you've already heard rumblings with. He's a little hard on his players. He's very old school. He's a Huggins guy. He's Huggins with the hardware. I don't know if uh, he's having the transfer issues that some of the programs are. I don't feel like I hear Michigan State being like, but now it's so prevalent. I don't even know who's like keeping their players. It seems like everybody's just a revolving door. I, I got to be honest. The only thing I think when I think Michigan State, it's not players that transfer portal. It's something else. So you're right. It could be time for him to go. 
I'm, I'm just saying he's he's more in the mold of those guys that are yep. hanging it out and, than the others. And that's 100 percent right. Like you got Izzo or Huggins type of coach. Yeah, you know, they're done. When they say they're done, they're done because their demeanor and their makeup doesn't transition to the pro no. level because <laughs> they're authoritative and uh, they're like generals. Could you imagine Huggins telling James Harden to get on the treadmill? Oh God. Like, <laughs> yeah, like it would be so bad. So I feel like a Jay Wright type would transition. I feel like a Bill Self would transition. Yeah. Um, but uh, like Huggins and Izzo, they're at the end of the road for sure. Def- yeah. We see Huggins for sure. Like if he's if he stays two years, I'll be surprised. They are the epitome of the guy who this is my program. This is how it's done. They right. don't fit at the NBA level because in the NBA, the players run the league. They're they're the Nick Saban version of that college basketball. Yes. You know, it's it's my way or the highway. Yep. Bud Kilmer. So if you haven't been listening to the show, if you don't know by now, we're pretty big baseball fans, and a lot of your your podcasts or your sports shows out there may not give love to baseball the way we give love to baseball. And damn it, is it hard for me right now because the Cincinnati Reds are 2-11, and 11, and that's my team. And that's why I'm wearing a Johnny Bench shirt today because I have to think about the 70s because everything's been so bad. But that being said, there's a lot of exciting things happen uh, happening so far. It's early season. We're glad we have spring baseball after that stupid lockout. But, Mr. Brown, your world champion Braves reign with the title. They had an interesting series this past week. So, like, what was that range of emotions like for you? I mean, before we get into that, I mean, you should be grateful you did play my Braves because both of your wins came against my Braves. It's been, I feel like it's been 84 you, you, you years. You all split. <laughs> <laughs> you all split a four-game series, and now it's been 84 years on the Titanic. No, but. what happened was as soon as the Castellini started talking about uh, selling the team and whatnot, it's just uh, the, the offense decided, right. yeah, look at right. our value. We're not for sale. We're terrible. Right. And, and, and I, I, you asked about the series this weekend. I hate even bringing it up because I am a Braves fan, but this was national news. Um, obviously, everyone knows at this point Freeman's on the Dodgers. We traded for Matt Olson and made him an afterthought. Um, he was very emotional about it. There's news that he's now going to sue his agent because he got his agent wasn't giving him the full information. Oh wow! Um, because he did clearly wanted. We've been to, saying that the whole time. His agent sucked. Yeah, right? he wanted to remain a brave, and it was clear. Um, I saw footage when they got to L.A. Dansby Swanson's son came running up. No, yeah. sorry, sorry, not Dansby. Freddie Freeman's son, had Charlie. A, he had a Dansby Swanson yeah. jersey. He came running up to Dansby and gave him a hug. Maybe and, Dansby is Freddie's son. Right. <laughs> so yeah, he could be. So that was the crazy. Milk, man. And then Freddie was spent more time talking to AA and Snit, you know, than he did his own Dodgers teammates and just catching up. Well then. The thing is, is Matt Olson has done nothing but set the world on fire since he's been with the Braves. But, of course, Freddie Freeman in that series hits his first two home runs of the season yep. against the Braves. We knew it was coming. Well, he had to get all these licks in and these conversations done before the next time they play and Acuna's out there. Right, right, right. <laughs> and he said it felt surreal because, yeah, you do it in spring training and you do it in batting practice. He was like, but man, it's weird going up against Max Freed. He was like, I know I got the night shift coming in with Matzik and Will Smith and, you know, all those other guys. And he's like, I don't want to face these lefties because they're nasty. And But, you know, Freeman can hit both. But the fact is, is it, it's it's weird, man, watching him play on the Dodgers. Uh and then on top of that, Kenley Jansen, man, he closed out one of the three games against the Dodgers. Right. 
against his Dodgers, and like it, it was, it's just weird, man, because those are two iconic players so for this franchise universe type stuff. Yeah, right. Yeah, but you know, and that's that's just one of those developing stories that we get to enjoy. And I saw, uh, you know, we mentioned Acuna because you know he's he had some choice words to say about Freddie, so he's the only one that seems to be in that camp. But he's uh, he's starting to play again, and I, I saw in uh, was it Double A ball, Triple A, Triple A ball. He, he started was, as a, he started as the rehab and hit one off the center field wall. Yeah, and First, he wanted he wanted to tell the umps how to call balls and strikes yeah, too, man. I didn't he, see that. But. He's uh, he's not. Yeah, he he was challenging calls. He's like, a rare form. Yeah, he, he's already in mid season form. So uh, on to to elaborate on that, me and Canadian Biggie will actually be in Atlanta. In two weeks, when Acuna makes his debut. Nice. Isn't that amazing how timing just works out? Yeah, sometimes. May 6th. Acuna's debut in Atlanta on Hank Aaron weekend. So I was more interested to know if he was arguing balls and strikes at AAA, if they were using the electronic strike zone or not. No, you're wrong, <laughs> robot. <laughs> That'd been great. Uh, so that being said, Biggie, so far early in the season, any anything got you excited? Any takeaways, your, your Mariners, or anything else? You know, I'm feeling pretty good about my Mariners, sitting in second place in division right now. Uh, I had a little bit of a rough road trip to start the season. I will say this. At the beginning of the year, when we talked divisions, one of the teams I was big on was the Cleveland Indians. I know they no longer exist, but I thought they'd finish second. In the uh, for a team not Central. existing to finish second would be impressive. Uh, and the Guardians, who took their place, are currently first in that division. So, to the Tigers and you guys, Homerism about going to watch them play. So far, it's been the Fighting Franconas. I know he isn't there. Uh, one 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 month does not a season make. Yeah, um, I mean so. the whole division is separated by two and a half games, so I'm not losing sleep over it. Nah, you should. But there, there is uh, some some exciting things happening in the AL Central. We got history on the docket. We thought we'd get it today, but we didn't get it. Miggy. Didn't he get an intentional walk today? He did. Yeah, I said, I haven't seen it, but that's what you were telling me when I showed up, Mr. Brown. So the, they, the they didn't like that. The Yankees intentionally walked him, and they were booing the Yankees and Aaron Boone. And they're chasing history, man. Yeah. And, like, let, let, it, let, him, let him hit, man. Tommy, as a Yankees fan, what's what's happening here? It's a game to win. I don't care what he's chasing. He's got a whole season. There's a game to win. You ain't won, you a get, you ain't won nothing in 13 years. Now you're worried about winning games? Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Every game counts. Mm. You're, you're, the, you're the guy that would lean into a pitch to break up a perfect game, aren't you? Oh, yeah, uh, He absolutely. dropped the bunt down. Absolutely. I have bruised ribs because of a leaned-in pitch. Yeah, it's not. He wouldn't even drop the bunt. He'd just lean over the strike zone and see if he can break it up that way. Tommy's the guy that's like the unwritten rules where they're unwritten for a reason. Yeah, there ain't no rules. Show them to me. But, so, uh, so what's weird for me is the circle, the circle of life, okay? So I saw a video yesterday of – Exactly. Life. A video of the World Series back when the Yankees – Oh, the Marlins? The Yankees, Marlins, uh, yes. Roger Clemens versus Miggy. And uh, Clemens got ahead 0-2. Miggy fought it back either 2-2 or 3-2, then took him oppo to the right field, hit the home run, and, like, he was young, skinny Miggy. But that dude, you could tell, was special because he started he, – he showed up in bright spots in the playoffs at an early age. Well, he threw that, – that first pitch Clemens threw was that high inside. Right. right a little chin music there, and, and Miggy just stared at him. Right. He's like – He wasn't backing down. Right. I just found it interesting because Miggy's now at that same stage. Right. And that's how old that video that was. was. What, 2000? 
three. Yeah. So it's uh, like, how is that much time passing? How are we this old? And uh, he's sitting on two nine nine nine. Yeah. So we know he's going to get it. And Hall of Fame career. What first a, ballot. What a great career Miggy's had. And uh, not that I want to take the focus off Miggy. It's awesome for what he's done. But there's only another active player that's over three thousand, and that's Pudgels, and he's chasing history still here too. But, but let's, let's get back to Miggy real quick. I think Miggy's going to be the thirty third player in the history of baseball to get three thousand hits. So here's my question before we go to Pudgels. Is is anyone else playing right now going to get three thousand hits? No. So I'm no. Gonna, I'm I'm gonna no give, current player. No. I, I'm gonna give you the the active okay. list here. So you can tell me yes or no. So do you know who third is, Biggie? No clue. But it's no. Robinson Cano. He's got twenty six, twenty nine. Not happening, right? Not happening. All right. How about uh, Yadi Molina <laughs> at twenty one fifteen? Not, Not happening, happen, right? All right. So then we go to Joey Votto is at two thousand thirty three. No. Not happening. See, I would have thought Joey Votto would have been higher than uh, Robinson Cano. I know, right? But jo- Joey was more about just getting on base. I know. I got it. Hits. Like he's like Cano's a good four Cano's seasons been ahead of him. Been around yeah. so long. He was a Yankees World Series champion. Yeah. Can, he's exactly. only he's only one year and one season. In the in the majors longer than Votto. Well, he's obviously more productive. Um, the uh, he yeah clearly <laughs> as far as hits go. How about uh, Nelson Cruz is at nineteen hundred. He's not. Let me find a younger guy. We go down the list. Uh, Jose Altuve is at seventeen eighty three. He's thirty two years old. No, he's thirty two. He's thirty two. Don't he seem like he's twenty six? Where's yeah. Mike Trout at? So Trout ain't getting it. I'm telling you right now. Mike Trout is 30 years old and he's at 1427. He's yeah, halfway yeah, there. He's fragile. Yep. Fragile. Uh, the the youngest player on the list is Manny Machado at 1444. He's what 27? 29. So he's right there. The same with Mike Trout. Yeah. So and let me, let's talk about Mike Trout for a second because don't get me wrong. The guy was like Superman on the field, but we're talking about about two and a half seasons now. The man can't stay on the field. So at what point, because it's already happened in fantasy as far as you don't draft him first overall. When are you going to DH him? I mean, but at what point do you say he's not the best player in baseball? And they keep saying he's the best player in baseball, and he's not. Because you got to get out there and prove it that so you're still he, the best. Player. He's not now. No, he's not. I, I feel like I feel like that talk's kind of died down. No, but they still rank him up there. So my point is, to me, he's not even in the top five until you get back out there and prove it. He's not even a top five outfielder right now. I mean, I, I would agree with that. Yeah, I mean, just just because you got to play, he's not even the best player on his team. Right. I mean, we we saw but that. Last everyone year. keeps talking. There's been so many discussions about if Mike Trout retired today as a first ballot Hall of Famer. But why is no one saying that about Manny Machado? Right. Well, because Mike Trout's war is already like a 60. I know that. You know, so I, I think that. that's part of it. I bet Machado's is we, up there. It's we, close. We, we like Mike Trout more than we like Manny Machado. Yeah, Manny Machado's an asshole. So yeah. <laughs> that's there part you of go. it. But he's on my fantasy team, so I love me some Manny Machado right now. He's, he's, he's the best player in fantasy Barry right Bonds, now. It doesn't matter how no, good you are. Uh, if you're a dickhead, you don't get in the Hall of Fame. 
Right, so, now, it's Nolan Arenado. Yeah, it is. Okay. Which well, I, I wanted to bring up the Central because everyone, like, we thought the Brewers and their pitching, but the Brewers can't hit a lick. No. And the Cardinals lineup is banging. So, like, will Nar- Nolan Arenado continue this course-like production? <laughs> Probably not. But, you know, their their lineup's been relatively uh, stout here. It's kind of and, – and, like, pulls – like seems like he's having a little early career renaissance here for his old ass. Yeah, we completely got off Pujols. Yeah, but so, was he got like eighteen left to seven hundred? I, I, I think it's eighteen. To, I'd have to double check. That. I think with the adoption of the Disney here in National League, there's no way he doesn't hit seven hundred. It's just whether or not it's this year. It won't be this which year. I actually think I think it'll be this year. I think I, it'll be late September. I mean, here's a question: Can he hit twenty home runs this year? No. Yes. So I think he might. Here, here's the problem. So you ain't looking at it. He's only playing against left-handed starters. What's that? One every four or five times? Yeah, if the Reds had more left-handed starters, he definitely would get there because they suck. No, but, but that's they my, don't. So, so. He, look at the lefties in the division. How many You're lefties right. do the Pirates have? Yeah. So he is he's batting only against left-handed starters. He's mixed and matched against a few righties. He's batting 400 against lefties and 100 against righties. Yeah, uh, it's still early. You know, you could, but yeah, he is going to be dominant against the left handers. Uh, we get that. I do see a resurgence in his body language just by re- being reunited with uh, Giotti yeah. and Wainwright. You can tell because, I mean, it's poetic justice that he ends up in St. Louis. It really is. And, and I, man, I hate the Cardinals. I really do, but I will. Tip my hat for for that reunion. It is baseball history. It's the way it should be, and I'm glad to see it happening. Could you imagine him ending his career as a Dodger? Ugh. That would be a disgrace. Uh, but, Biggie, to your uh, statement about the 3,000 hit thing, though, after going through it, like I don't know when we'll see 3,000 hits again. I said no from the start. There was a little blowback from the uh, peanut gallery here. But after well, we, we you know, had through, to go through the facts, had to get the numbers. Who do you think is going to hit that mark of current players? Don't get me wrong. There couldn't be a there could be a guy who comes along. Is yeah. 2,000 the new 3,000? No. Nah, I, I think it's too early to tell. There's some young players out there that could absolutely hit it, but they haven't got to that spot yet. Right. And, and like, I think Trout would have been the guy that would easily be there. And then he broke down. You can't say that, like, an Acuna or a Tatis type player may not hit 3,000. We don't know yet. The verdict's out. I mean, what's what's Vlad going to end up doing? Do you know how many career hits uh, Bryce Harper has? I've been playing since he was 17, 18. What's he now? 25. He feels like he's old to us, but he's got to only be 20. Seven years old. Bryce Harper is 29, and he's at 1284. Oh, goodness gracious. I thought he would be a lot further along for that age. Uh, this is this is rough. Like, man, I, I'm sitting here looking at the list. You got any other names you want to throw out there? Like, there's – oh, I mean, it's, it's bad. Like, Trey Turner's 29. He's got 853. He's 29? Yes. So if we're looking at three thousand hits, we better look at guys that were rookies last year or this year. What did they do? Where can so, they go? It, it's because of baseball, and it's either it's the launch angle nonsense. No one cares about putting the ball in play anymore because you can get them CNI singles, fouling the ball or like hitting the ball to right field on accident, those type of things. And now it's like home run or bust. How old's Mookie Betts? Twenty nine. 29. He's got 1160. I hate Mookie Betts. I know. I'm just bringing it up because he was at least in his 20s. He's so overrated. He's the most overrated player in baseball. I didn't draft him. Yeah, me neither. (laughs) 
Uh, I, it's just, it's crazy. It's like, there's all these people that are right in their thirties and that's it, man. It's just, I, I'm looking to see like the highest, like 25 year old even. And I'm scrolling down the list here and I'm down to like the eight hundreds now. Well, I mean, it's Car- Carlos Correa is 27 years old. He's got seven eighty nine. All right. So there's no heir apparent to the 3000 club. We get it. But I want to reiterate the fact that Albert Pujols is the third all-time in RBIs in the history of baseball in over 150 years behind only Hank Aaron and Babe Ruth. And people will sleep on him for being an all-time great because of his underproduction out in Anaheim. As bad as he was in Anaheim, you're number three forever in RBIs. Right. That tells you how damn good he was when he was in St. Louis. Like, it was otherworldly. Like he's like in that Barry typical. Bonds category. So how is both of those players, Miggy and him, not unanimous? Of course, we've said it all along. How is Junior yeah. not unanimous? Yeah, that, that, that's where I was going to start. How is Junior not unanimous? But if you go to uh, Pujols, his average year, if he had retired after he was done in St. Louis, was like 343-41 home runs, 117 RBIs. You can't do better than that. He has such a great fall off. When he goes to L.A., they'd be still number three in the history of the league. Right. I mean, he could end up being top ten. Um, well, he, he, he'll he probably be top ten in hits by the time the season's over. And the thing, too, with Miggy, if he was playing for a team other than oh, Detroit these last few years, nasty what he's doing would be a lot more magnified. If he was playing for the Mets, the Yankees, the Dodgers, doing the same thing, uh, Detroit gets forgotten about. Yeah, and it's because they haven't won anything in a minute. But we're glad they're at least trying to be competitive. Uh, But, all right, so no more Mr. 3000. Bernie Mac made a movie and ruined it for everybody. Now we can't get any more 3000 hit, guys. It is what it is. All right, for the first time in forever, we have an NBA game on in the background. We're watching the Memphis Grizz and the Minnesota Timberwolves who are putting an ass beating down on the uh, John Morant-led Grizzlies. T-Wolves done open a can of Steve Austin on these boys. They, they 40, 50, I don't know. It's a big gallon drum. It's yeah. a big gallon drum. Tommy, who you like in this game? Well, I'd be crazy if they didn't the Wolves now. So we're getting on that A-Rod's in attendance? Oh, A-Rod's there. Why right. is he in Minnesota? Because he owns a part of the T-Wolves. <laughs> he, he does. Yes. Oh, wow. No wonder. I didn't know he owned a wolf. I had no idea. I didn't know that. KG wanted to buy him outright, but uh, Glenn Taylor wouldn't allow that. Uh, I wish he'd buy the Reds as much as I hate him. It had to be better. But anyway, uh, all right. So any uh, outstanding thoughts so far just when we talk about the NBA oh, playoffs? I have this about we're watching this game right now. After game two, Ja Morant was in the tunnel, and they were interviewing. or They weren't interviewing. They were just cameras following. All you that jumped to the other side, remember you're on the other side. Remember you're on the other side. And it was because – after game one, they crapped all over the Grizzlies for losing. Wow, you're down 20 in game three. They win this, they win game four, they're up 3-1. They're not winning this. Yeah, they're not winning this game. No, I'm talking about Minnesota. Oh. Hey, Minnesota. Minnesota won game ones- one after game two. Java's all, remember you thought we were done? It's 1-1 now? Well, all of a sudden, you're down 20. It's not even halftime. To be fair. Right, right, right. Neither of these teams have really been here before, so they don't really know what to expect. This was a complete crapshoot. We didn't know what was going to happen. Minnesota was in the play-in tournament. Exactly. And remember, they acted way too excited for winning that, and everybody yeah. like LeBron yeah, everybody James, is, made fun LeBron of James is sitting at home like, oh, you know, don't be acting like that. Like, at least they're there and having fun, man. How LeBron going to say that? You wish he was there? You weren't even there. 
You weren't even there. And I didn't even mean to bring his name up. I Don't apologize. stop. Let's move on. Yeah, moving on. So we got some interesting series so far. Uh, your Chicago Bulls, you, Biggie, and Mr. Brown. 1-1, one, one, baby! Uh, is that uh, exceeding expectations, or is it because Middleton's hurt now? Well, or, uh, what's happening? I, I, me and Biggie were texting last night. Um, it's exceeding expectation. I figured it would be 4-1 Bucks. Um, the Bucks are just that much better. It still could be. Middleton didn't get hurt until the game, right? He, yes. he got hurt last night. Yes. Uh, strain uh, MCL? Yes, he's out three or four weeks. He's done for this series. So, yep. I mean – I hated the fact we didn't have Lonzo Ball not having that perimeter defense. Not for now, though, baby. Middleton's done. No, I got it. But, uh, <laughs> like, to me, if DeRozan continues and Levine gets a little more aggressive, which I also spoke to Biggie about, um, the Bulls could make this a series. Dude, Vu's been the guy who has really impressed me through two games. He's went into the woodshed as far as how aggressive he's been. It's more than I've seen him when we watch – through the regular season, I agree with you. DeRozan takes such a big presence, especially late in the game, that Zach's almost like a spot-up three-point shooter. If he can play a little bit more aggressive off of that, I really like what they're doing. And here's the other thing. I know we lost Cruz, uh Ball. Man, I love what Caruso gives us. Such a good player. I mean, I love Caruso too, but the fact is, Levine, when he steps on the floor, there's a good chance he's the most athletic player on the floor on either yep. team, yep. and he's being very passive. Yep. So that's my uh, take on the series. But I also brought this tidbit up last night to Biggie. Like, how old do you think Robin, or sorry, Brooke Lopez is? Uh, 35. So he's like 33. He's been in the league for like 14 years, and he's averaged 16 points a game for his career. And the first eight, nine seasons never attempted a three-pointer. And now he's up to averaging between four to six threes per game <laughs> in the last five seasons. Adapt and overcome. Tell me that isn't badass the way he's changed his game. Hey, that's that's saying I'm not done playing in the league, baby. I got to still no, find my way. His shot is ugly when he shoots it, but when he shoots it, it goes in. You want to know who takes credit for him shooting three-pointers? Who? Dan Patrick. Really? They had him on the show about five years ago, and they were talking about the changing game and the big man. All of a sudden, the next year, he was shooting three, so DP takes credit for him shooting the three hey, ball. why not? No, but what's weird about him, though? Cut of your contract. What's weird yeah. about him, though, is when he's inside, he still plays like a traditional big, which the league doesn't have. Because he's, he's a big – he's like 7-1. But he's got a great wingspan. when he, He's throwing it down with aggression, but then when he's outside picking and popping, he's dropping that shot. Like better than Giannis or better than obviously Ben Simmons or anybody right, else is in the league. So, so to I don't I don't want to completely change gears, but you brought up talking about big men and whatnot. Like what the hell is happening with Jokic against Draymond Green right now? Why is he not able to play at all as a big man? Like everything you just described. Why why is Denver getting run out of the building by Golden State? Well, Denver's where they are simply on the back of the Joker. They shouldn't be the sixth seed. He carried him to that point. They don't have the ability to handle the top three of what Golden State's given them right now is the death lineup without Kevin Durant. Jordan Poole has stepped so far forward. Oh, he's about to get paid. Yeah. Uh, Denver has the Joker, and that's it. And when Draymond gives a little bit of resistance to what he does, it shuts him down completely. And I'll just say this before we go any forward. If you stick your finger up my butthole, we're going to have issues. <laughs> All right. You're, you're <laughs> right. You're right. <laughs> Now, now, here's my question, though, outside of the finger and the buttholes. Uh, what would you do if a center back in the 90s, let's just say a David Robinson 
or a Hakeem Olajuwon or a Patrick Ewing or a young Shaquille O'Neal got pushed around the way the Joker is from a guy who's a, a half foot smaller. You'd end up elbowing him in the face. But that's, that's how not you handle like, that. He's, he's, I'm just saying, man. Like It would be the equivalent if Charles Barkley shut down any of those premier centers. That's what we're talking about. If you think Draymond's no, I'm that just saying, comparable. Draymond's got more well, height on Barkley. Sit Dennis Rodman on Shaq. <laughs> giving Maybe. him fits. I, I guess you're giving more love to Draymond than I would guarding a big man. But uh, it's just I, no, you're supposed to be the MVP, though. No, but here's the thing. Today's big man is not the same. So the They're fact not. that Draymond can do that, it don't surprise me a lot. No, I guess I'm not surprised. I'm just disappointed. So I don't really think it's about Jokic as much as the fact that you got Clay, you got Curry who's coming back, coming off the bench, and oh, Jordan, yeah. Jordan Poole's balling out. So, team. so they're like, who should start, Curry or Poole? We got to start Poole. He's a badass. But obviously you start Curry. So the fact is they don't have the weapons to contain that perimeter. Oh, not even And close. like he said, Biggie said, if there's any resistance at all to the Joker with Draymond, it's under so much of a microscope. And they're going to neglect the fact that what about the perimeter? Oh yeah, that's my. Where's opinion. Jamal Murray at? Right, he doesn't want to play. That's why he's not out there. Yeah, and, and honestly, when the Nuggets are going well, is when Jamal Murray is your leading scorer. Like, yeah. if the They're, Warriors are in the finals, it won't surprise me. No, we and we said that coming in. Warriors are my pick to come out of the West. Now with uh, the injury situation in Phoenix, I feel better about that pick. <laughs> Let's yeah. talk about that. Yep, go ahead. Devin Booker's out for the series, right? Hamstring injury. Three, four weeks. Yeah, and you know how those hammies are. They they tend to linger. Is this not like the Chris Paul story almost every postseason? Either he's injured or it's his, usually his him, kicks. Though. Is, it's uh, usually he's the I one. I feel bad for Chris Paul because, my God, and I'm sure it's how people felt about Carl Malone <laughs> and and Charles Barkley and Wharton Jordan fans. You know, like, my God, the man deserves a ring. But guess what? Paul ain't getting one. <laughs> nope. You're playing a bunch of young kids. You got Ingram, Josh Hart. Uh, thing I wonder about longer this series goes, should the Pelicans happen to advance? Is there a chance we see Zion if they were to make it to the second round? We uh, are, we are more likely to see a Bigfoot sighting. Are, are you? Uh, wait, wait. What's more likely, Ben Simmons or uh, Zion? Ben Simmons. Simmons is game four. Did we're they talk say, about that. Is that is that official? It, it uh, is official. Pending his rehab, uh, it's official. I think they give themselves an out, but like I agree. I, with I don't think it, I don't think it's happening. Wait and see. All right, we will. But I'm telling you, I'm not surprised. Next if week, down, if they're down next two week, one, I got a happens. BB gun, and you're going to be eating some crow. <laughs> if it's three zero, <3-0, laughs> literally. Why do we got to bring a BB gun? Because I'm going to get a crow for you to eat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like, <laughs> what what makes you so confident in Ben Simmons? He very well could play. No, but like, I didn't say he's going to play well. I just say he's going to be on the court. No, I mean, even to that, like that boy is good. <laughs> <laughs> said we nobody that was the barbershop from coming to america <laughs> I, I got you <laughs> <laughs> all right so uh, so zion uh like even if you wanted to play him why would you at this point they should they should because here's the deal if you're the pelicans are you trying to trade him or are you trying to sign him long term if you're trying to trade him you don't play him if you want him to be part of your pr- franchise long term you play him here like he he's not even played with these guys. No, but oh. here's the thing: Why is Ben Simmons better? Why is Zion like better than Ben Simmons? Because they're in the same situation. I, I'm saying both. Probably like if I'm, I don't want to screw that up. Simmons like, is playing. 
he's he's never played a minute with this team. And and that's why I'd like to get into the next segment of the Eastern Conference, but he he's playing. I'm not right. saying it's going to go well. So that's fine. We'll just rapid fire this, baby. We'll go back over to the Eastern Conference. So all right, so let me ask you this. The Sixers, they're up 3-0. Are they the are they the favorite in the Eastern Conference right now? No. Why? Why or why not? I baby? think they are at this point. I, I think they are, but I, why? You say no? Are you going to give me Boston? Who's their head coach? Uh, look, uh, they, they won't make it out of the East. Get over it. He can lose in the finals. He can lose in the second round too. He's pretty good at that. <laughs> He's just got to blow the eighteen point lead. So Toronto had a huge lead yesterday. They blew it, and uh, Sixers came back, and they're up three zero. So the Sixers are going to move on. They're going to be Toronto's. Very coached and well-played team. Yeah, that shouldn't even be in these close games. So the fact that the Toronto's a good team, man. So I, I respect this, this this series they, win. They just, they just don't have they don't have that guy. They got Van Fleet, and that's it. But you know, and even he he's not like. And I like to say on the show last night, Siakam. That's how they <laughs> said like, it. Siakam. That's how it went. That's how it went. The reason they are where they are right now with the players they have is Nick Nurse. There's a reason that the Lakers are head and heels over Nick Nurse. So He's is an excellent Nick coach. Nurse, or are they going to go with uh, – what's his name from Villanova? Yeah, let's get Jay Wright and Jay Wright. Uh, Nurse. That's why he resigned. Which one? <laughs> and let's go with Jay Wright. That's right, a flashy right, Halloween so, hit. So let's go through the rest. So let's let's go to uh, Brooklyn. For the and, record, and, the Sixers will be in the Eastern Conference Finals I, I, in, my, in my mind. You and me are on the same page. All right. Boston, Brooklyn, what's your take on that series so far? I think that uh, Brooklyn has underplayed a little bit as far as how they've closed out. KD and Kyrie, especially in game two, completely disappeared in the fourth quarter. Horrible game. I still think Brooklyn wins this series in seven games. Mm. All right, so this is this is what I was so excited to talk about on this segment because – we we just when we bring up NBA basketball, we're like we got to bring it up because we feel like we're obligated, right? Like it's so a chore. I was talking to Scott Williams the other day from the Bulls' first dynasty, three right. Pete, and we were talking about NBA basketball, and he was like, "There's nothing better than NBA playoffs." And I said, and then we started talking. I was like, "Are you a baseball fan?" He said, "No, not really." And uh, but I watched the playoffs. I said, "I'm the exact opposite of you. I don't watch the NBA regular season, but I we love the playoffs." Play. And he's like, "I agree." And so I was watching the game last night between the Celtics and you got the, the uh, Nets. Nets. So then, first of all, you got Kyrie, who can now play on both stages, right. away and home. He's flipping off the Boston crowd. <laughs> That's amazing. You know, and then every time in the, in the garden, every time he touches the ball, the boo birds break out. It's 20, it, they, 20, were, they were booing him even when he didn't have I the know, ball. I know, but 20K. So they're going nuts. The intensity is amazing. They don't play defense during the whole regular season, and it was nothing but defense. You got Marcus Smart rolling up in there in his robe. This is de- a defensive player of the year on the back of it. He's like a freaking heavyweight champ, and he knows what he needs to do to win this game and the series. So the fact is, the Celtics are up 2-0. I have never seen a team play defense and shut down KD the way the Celtics did last night. You're right. You're right, because he's the unguardable guy. He's the guy that cannot be contained. He can do anything. But what you said is 100% true, and it goes for both. Playoff baseball, playoff NBA, it's a different level. The the tenacity there, you, you can see the gloves are coming off. Even watching this game, we've seen some rim contentions here. You know, we've seen some feisty play. And it's a 20-point game, you know. But they're yeah. – they're, well, yeah, it's getting a little better. But, you know, the, the thing is, they're, they're not playing for – 
tomorrow. They're playing for today. And, and, and that's what you get to see. So I'm 100% with you in the way it feels watching this. But I, you, you, you think that Brooklyn can bounce back from this deficit? I don't. Um, the fact, well, the fact is, Celtics took care of business. They won two games in Boston, right? Is that where we're at? Is it two? Yes, it was in Boston. Not a series until the road team wins. But that's, that's what I'm right. saying. Like it's two zero in Boston, correct? Yep. All right. So then you got uh, Ben Simmons coming back game four. He's going to screw it all up, man. I feel like that's going to interrupt any kind of dynamic the Nets have. And he's going to be so nervous about his jump shot or lack thereof or anything. If he plays, he's playing like 20 minutes or less. Pins and needles. Off the bench. I feel like the Celtics and their tenacity are going to roll. I feel like the Celtics win the series in six games. Uh, Yeah. I mean, KD's going to win at least two games. Per the ratings, the Celtics are the best defensive team in the league this year. No, they are. Correct. Leads to why Marcus Smart won Defensive Player of the Year. First guard since when? 96. Gary Payton. There you go. His son's playing in the playoffs. And I, I, you know, the Celtics all time up 2 0 in a playoff series are 40 and 1. The one loss was uh, against LeBron James and the Cavs in the Eastern Conference Finals years back. I think this is going to be the second one. The only reason I say that is when I looked at Celtics, I don't see a single player who really scares me when they're at the top of the game. When I look at the Nets and they've got to win four out of five. I see Kyrie and KD, and I think they can win four out of five. All right. I mean, they could. I hope I'm wrong. I'm rooting for the Celtics, but I think the Nets win the series. All right. So, and and, and like you said, they they got to win a, a road game. If you're Boston, if they come out and win Game Three, I know you'll change your tune, and you should. But what if Brooklyn ends up ripping off a couple in a row? Then we got. I mean, ladies and gentlemen, we got a series again, so it could four happen. Four or five days from now, we're sitting here. It's two-two game five in Boston. How's everybody talking? Yeah, especially if what if KD drops like a, a, a fifty on you. KD or, just you know, had the worst playoff game in the history. of He still career. got twenty-seven points. Did nothing in the second half. He's getting drugged. If it'd be LeBron, the world would have ended. If it'd be MJ, the world would have ended. Anybody other than KD. Like KD's got. He's got to show up now. Yeah, he's got to show up. All right, so a couple, couple other series. Uh, just uh, who's Miami and um, Atlanta, Atlanta Hawks? Atlanta. We talked about that last week, and we were talking about how how Atlanta fell so much, and Miami's the weakest and quote Biggie, the weakest one seed in the history of basketball. And they're, <laughs> yeah, they're, baby. they're up two zero as well. I don't care. Yes. They're still and, the weakest one seed won, ever. They've won fairly convincingly. Right. I, I'm shocked by it, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm still riding my Hawks and six <laughs> prediction. Hey, it's not They're a only down two zero. Unless the team wins set. on the road. <laughs> All right, go out west. Uh, it's uh, Dallas and Utah, and man, Utah. This is like the least impressive version of Utah over the past five years. This is the least impressive series, period. Yeah, like it's, it's the only reason it's a series because Lucas hurt. Because otherwise, this should be a Dallas walkthrough, right? So Utah should win. Are they going to? No, what, they'll find a way to blow it. What's wrong with Utah? I think Utah should win this game for or the, win this series four to one, especially without Luka in the first two. The fact you lose, Jalen Brunson goes off for forty one. Who's a good player? It shouldn't happen. Jay Wright, baby. <laughs> I just uh, I feel like I feel like U- Utah should win this series even at this point four to two easily. I just, I don't see it happen. Utah finds a way to lose. 
I, I, I'm like what Mr. Brown said. I, I could care less about the series. All right. So, and I'm sorry if you all said it. Work keeps blowing me up and I'm distracted. Throw the phone in the trash. I, I need to throw it in the trash because Panic Porter can't make a decision whether he needs to wipe his ass or not. <sighs> so, anyway, anyway. Front to back, Porter. Anyways, yeah. Always front to back, Lids not back to front. <laughs> that gives you Ebola, I believe. Anyway, so the fact is. <laughs> so. Hmm. It's, it's hard to recover from that. No, no, no. So. Jalen Brunson, did y'all bring him up? Uh, we just talked about he had his career night Sorry. there. All right, That's all right. So cut ahead. that out. What, what were you going to say? I'm going to go back to work. <laughs> but Jalen Brunson, uh, you know, that that's the guy. Man, if you want to put some uh, over-unders on points per game and play the uh, the parlays, find Brunson. They'll, they'll tell you he's supposed to get like four assists and 11 points right now. You'd have won some money that night. Yeah, you'd be doing all right. So I don't think there's two series we haven't touched here. We talked Bulls earlier, but we didn't really go in-depth on Bulls Bucks. The other you went very we in-depth on Bulls Bucks. Yeah, we did. I'm sorry, not in-depth enough for me as a Bulls fan. The other one we haven't touched is uh, Warriors. We, yeah, we briefly that. did. We got to touch it again. You but, wonder why. I just came back to this realization. They talk about the Splash Brothers. Who just joined the Splash Brothers? The guy with the last name Pool. It's perfect. It's like the whole Dynaverse. So you Dynaverse. got the marketing machine on this. Is this what's happening? It's a Dynaverse. The Dynaverse? Yeah. It's like the universe and the dynasty coming together. It's a Dynaverse. So do we need to make a t-shirt? What were you going to put on it? I don't know. He might be good enough. They're just going to call him the Pool Boys now. <laughs> we could do that. <laughs> Why not? Now, Splash. So I mean, Golden State. If if Phoenix gets healthy, they're the only other team. Like I think it's a two team race out there. Yeah, Golden State and Phoenix, kind of the two teams we talked about last week, the week before when we talked off Mike. We thought those were the two teams that had a chance to come out of the West. I, Nothing's changed our mind to this point, right? No, I, I've and. Even with the Booker news, I feel like Phoenix has enough talent to where Chris Paul can will his way to win this series yep. um, and face the Warriors down the road. But I think the Warriors will be too much. Um, I'm with you. And I originally was saying Phoenix, but now watching the Warriors continue to evolve. Well, I mean, not even let, losing Booker is huge. He's probably top ten player in the league. Yeah, absolutely. And Poole just keeps doing what he's doing. Uh, Curry, they don't have to rush back to you know full workload and all that. Well, they almost have. Remember where they had the death lineup with KD a few years ago? Well, that's they what almost they said. Have this that is, again. They, they got, said it's death lineup 2.0. Yeah. You got Wiggins, Draymond, Poole, Clay, and Steph. Steph's coming off the bench. You, you basically lost Igudala and um, KD. And KD and picked up Poole and Wiggins. Yep. That's more offense, actually. Yes. Like, not taking – KD itself is almost there, but – And the uh, way basketball is positionless now, unless you're playing a team like the Nuggets with a big man who Draymond is able to offset fairly well because they don't have the other pieces, you're not getting killed like it's 90s and you've got Shaq in the post. There's a nice thing about having Draymond, who's only 6'7", playing center for you. Yeah, and they're they're making them pay. So Warriors and four, Warriors and four. All right, there you go. That was a uh, nice, lengthy, beautiful segment about NBA. Go Bulls. We got to talk playoff basketball. You got to talk about the Chicago Bulls. I can't I mean, tell you how excited I am. They won a game. I know this isn't going to end well for me. You're excited. Feel Greg, these nipples, Miss Brown. How many years have been since Bulls were in the playoffs? Uh, since D Rose tore his knee off. Man, now he's one legged. <laughs> like it's been a while. It was the tip of, or no, we had uh, 
Somebody sent in. Anyway, now I'm, he's a pirate. I'm just really <laughs> excited for playoff <laughs> basketball, and the fact that my team's in it makes me a lot more excited. It does give you at least a rooting interest. Grr. I still don't have an NBA team, but that's okay. I, I'm enjoying. You're a Hornets it. man. I, I got to say this before we end here. So you're a Hornets man, even I, though well, you you're say an, that you're 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 an, you're an original. Hornets. He's fan. not an MJ Hornets fan. No, no, he's a Larry Johnson, Alonzo Mourning, Muggsy Bogues. That's different. Yeah. Dale Curry Sr. Even uh, David Wesley and Bobby Phils and Anthony Mason and Jamal Mashburn and those are the original Glenn ones. Rice and Vladdy Divac and Matt Geiger and Anthony Goldwire. Like, give me those guys back, baby. I have to throw this out there since it's a possibility. Scotty Pippen Jr. is throwing his name into the NBA draft. <laughs> He led the SEC in scoring this year. There's a possibility that Charlotte Hornets, owned by Michael Jordan, with all the hubbub between him and Scotty, draft Scotty Pippen Jr. Now, would that not be interesting? You know, would Jordan do that just to be petty? I think he I would. I think he would. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you're damn right he would. That would his be way of saying that. I still own you. Got you, bitch. (laughs) I own you. (laughs) Call an ambulance. (laughs) I am you, Lance. (laughs) He's leaking. (laughs) We're going to wrap this show up, but my boy's here eating uh, something. I don't know what Mr. Brown brought brought in here. Biggie, what you got in your mouth, bud? I'm eating a sheep. A sheep, a lamb. Is that is that a? Do you say gyro, gyro, or hero, or hero? Gyro, gyro, gyro. What do you say? Right now, I'm calling it a hero. Yeah, <laughs> a hero? I need a hero. It's a gyro. It's like I'm at the North Dakota State Fair. Uh, well, you know, when you get animated like you have tonight, we hear that North Dakota and Canadian accent come roaring out. Tommy, you you got to hear that a few times. You laughed pretty hard at it. Yeah, it was comical. I had never really heard that. That was comical. (laughs) Sometimes I get really uh, opinionated. I have no choice what I sound like at that time. That's okay. How's the uh, lamb hitting you there? Is it tasty? Pretty damn good. It's so good that I took one bite, and the next bite I was so excited to take a bite, I ate paper with it. I just like that uh, as soon as you got here, the box was sitting on the table, and you opened it just because he wanted to see what was in it. It wasn't his I just food. assumed it'd be wings. You're like the guy at the work refrigerator that just opens other people's Tupperware. Just yeah, see what's in hey, there. This would be good today. God, you I drank a lot last night. my sandwich. That's why Your you name should. wasn't on it. That's why I used to get the Ziploc baggies, and I'd take a black marker and collar in part of the baggie so when people would see the sandwich, they thought it had mold on it. There you go. Green marker. That was a great way to work it. But Well, I, I think uh, we can wrap up the show, man. It's been great. Uh, it's Man, it's almost May. Can you believe that? Y'all have baseball coming up next month. We got Lake Erie not too far off into the future. Man, it's been, it's been good stuff here lately. I hope we keep riding the wave of good stories coming out. And uh, maybe, just maybe, Biggie, we can get that sponsorship deal with Hooters just like John Daly did with his son. Jiggling for justice, baby. Jiggling for justice. You got that part down. What was he, 61307 earlier? Is that what we got? 61307. Sexy all over. <laughs> uh, let's get sexy. Bump, bump. <laughs> 
All right, ladies and gentlemen, this has been another edition of the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. Thanks for letting us invade your eardrums once again this week. Enjoy your weekend. Watch some playoff basketball. Watch some baseball. Go outside. Let the sun hit your skin. And we'll see you next time. Have a great weekend. And bye-bye.